What's up, my people? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so grateful that you are here. Well, today's episode is a little bit ironic because I've been thinking about this episode for a few days. And this morning, I was super, super triggered and set off. Something happened in life. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about being triggered and what do we do when we are triggered and all the things. So we're talking about triggers and we're talking about how to recover from being triggered because, and I'm going to say this in the episode about 2,700 times, the goal is not to not be triggered. I don't even know if that's proper grammar, but the goal is not to not be triggered. Does that make sense? Like if we're trying to never be triggered by life, well, good luck. You I mean, you'd have to live with yourself in a bubble. I mean, if you're aware at all and living this life with other people who have issues and brokenness and woundings, and maybe you're married to your biggest trigger, maybe one or two or three of your kids are your biggest trigger. Maybe you're your trigger. I mean, maybe church is your trigger. Like, I don't know where your triggers are. For me, I've got sensitive spots all over the place. And so the goal is not to not be triggered, right? Because I'm not Jesus. Actually, I think Jesus was triggered. Like, let's be honest, okay? He was flipping tables. He was confronting Pharisees. He was weeping when Lazarus died, right? Like all the things. So I think Jesus was even triggered. I think the goal is how do we get through those moments without creating a bigger mess for ourselves? So that's what we're diving into today. I'm happy you're here. I'm grateful for another day on this planet to live and to breathe and to do life with you. So I'm grateful you're here. I'll see you in the episode. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. All right, my friends. So like I said, today's episode is about when we're triggered. And here's the premise. If you're like, Danny, just give me the takeaway. Here's the takeaway. Everybody take a deep breath and remember, the goal of life is not to not be triggered. I think the goal, one of the goals, I should say, is to learn how to be more resilient when we are triggered. And you guys, that can be complicated. That can take time. So be patient and grace-filled with yourself as you respond and react to things. Some things trigger us at our core. And let me tell you, if one of your kids is off the rails and making funky choices that you disagree with, I'm telling you, that can gut someone. Like that just goes straight to your core. Or if your spouse is off the rails or, you know, your parents are aging and they want more of your help and you just don't have the bandwidth to give it to them, like that can be very triggering. I mean, work can be very triggering. I mean, everything in our lives can be very triggering. Heck, Turn on the news and you're triggered, right? And so one of the things I wanted to chat with you guys about today is, first of all, first and foremost, here's the Cliff Notes version. Remind yourself the goal is not to not be triggered. If you're looking for a perfect, peace-filled, non-triggered life, 
good luck. Like there's not enough medication that you can take for that to happen. I just don't see it, right? When things are out of our control, even when things are in our control and they don't go the way we had hoped or the way we had planned, we get triggered. So one of the goals is how do we recover quicker so that we don't lose a whole day to anger or frustration or sadness or be trampled over by grief and lose days, weeks, even months of our life when we are triggered? So what do we do when things happen and when we're triggered? And what I mean by being triggered, if you need more of a definition for that, when you're going along with your day and then someone or something happens and it rattles you to your core, maybe it hits anxiety in you, maybe you get super anxious, maybe you get super sad, maybe your obsessive thoughts, it's all you can think about and you can't even think about the project that you're supposed to be working on for work or the thing you're supposed to be doing for your family or, or whatever, right? So here, let me just give you a perfect example. If you're on my email list, a couple weeks ago, I told you guys how, which by the way, hold on, pause. Let me just make an interruption here. If you're not on my email list, I'd love to invite you to be a part of my email list. There's a link in the show notes. I send podcast updates. I send encouragement. One of my passions in life is writing and I have a writing coach and I'm trying to get better at it. And I want to share my writing with you. It's not a ton and I won't spam you. But I'd love for you to be a part of that email list and just be a part of that. So there's a link in the show notes. Click through, just put your name and your email address, and I'll start sending you weekly emails. You can totally opt out at any time. We don't spam you. Trust me, it's hard enough for me to get one email a week out to you. I'm not going to send you more than that. Okay, so like I said, a couple weeks ago, I wrote to my email list about how my son, Zach, he's 15. He goes to a high school here locally, and they were on lockdown. And it triggered me, and it scared me. and there was a fear that some girl was on campus with a knife and all the things, right? So it kind of triggered me in, in my head and in my heart. Thankfully, Zach is a funny guy and he's a very confident guy. So we were texting through the whole thing and Zach's pretty fast. And so he's like, mom, don't worry, I can outrun her, you know, so kind of kept light of the situation. He was fine. Okay, so fast forward to last week, they had another lockdown and it was scary and the police were there and it was a false alarm by the grace of God. I'm super grateful. But with everything that's gone on in our nation over the last, gosh, several years, it's scary. It's very scary. And I cannot even imagine if it was an actual real threat, like what those parents and those students have endured and all of that. But it was scary enough for me not knowing if it was a real threat or if it was just a prank, which ended up being a false alarm. Super grateful for that. However, as soon as I got the message, and notified, my soul was just rattled, like rattled to its core. I had anxiety, I had fear, like all the things, the racing thoughts, like all the things we do, right? So what is it when we're triggered? So something happens and it derails our day. It can be a bill that was unexpected. It could be something to do with one of our kids. We get bad news and decisions that they're making, right? It could be something to do with our spouse. It could be something to do with our businesses, like things come up and work and they can just trigger us and be very frustrating. Things with our extended family, right? Like we all know, we all have, I think we all get triggered probably every day, probably several times a day. And some things are a bigger deal to react from and respond from and get back to find our balance from. And other things are a little bit easier, right? So what do we do when we are triggered? So first and foremost, I think it's acknowledge and embrace man, the goal is to not not be triggered because for years, I just thought I was doing something wrong because I was so triggered by things like, oh my gosh, I must not be following Jesus close enough because 
I should just always have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, and self-control. So once we establish like, okay, the goal is not to not be triggered, and we know we're going to get triggered, then I think it gives us a little bit more breathing room in our humanness. Like we actually get to have human emotions. We actually get to feel more than just, you know, the fruit of the Spirit. We get to feel angry. We get to feel frustrated. My gosh, the human experience is just loaded with so many feelings, right? We feel rejection at times. We feel abandoned at times. We feel fear at times. We feel sadness. We feel grief. Like we feel all the things, right? We feel frustrated we didn't put our phone on silent before we started recording a podcast. I'm not sure if you heard my husband's text come in. Okay, we get some breathing room because we finally establish, okay, it's okay to be triggered, but how do I respond? And how do I get out of these yucky feelings? more quickly, right? And I'm a life transformation coach, so I am not one to say, hey, rush out of those feelings. Like, I believe our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts, like, they can all teach us things. Like, they can teach us about where we are and what we're struggling with and what we need to work on and and what do we need to surrender and how do we accept and, and all the things. So, like, I believe everything is just great information that I believe is revealed to us through our feelings, through our thoughts, through our experience, all the things, right? But so what do we do when we're in the heat of it? Like when we're triggered, what do we do? So I think first and foremost, again, we don't shame ourselves for being triggered because I know a lot of us judge ourselves for having normal human reactions. And that's okay. I think that we've been taught to judge ourselves. So no shame there, even if you judge yourself. So what do we do? Okay. We get into action. We do something. We get in motion, right? So John Bradshaw, who is a mentor of mine, he's passed away many years ago. I love this man. He was a pastor and he was a recovering alcoholic and he's just an amazing, amazing communicator of God's grace and God's love and truth. And he was a, I think he had his PhD in psychology, like just an amazing, brilliant man. But he used to talk about our emotions and in our body, our emotions are nothing more than literally motion within us. And so when we have a very big emotional reaction, We have to get our body in motion. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go run a half marathon, but it does mean to be able to process through. It's really good just to get our body moving. Now, listen, that could mean go unload the dishes. That could mean go stack some boxes in your warehouse. Like that could mean go get your mind and your body in motion, right? If you can go on a bike ride, great. If you can do a workout, great. But if you're in the middle of the workday, man, maybe you just need to take a deep breath, walk to the bathroom, maybe do a lap around the office, maybe go organize some files, like get that emotion inside of you in motion. Literally, it helps it not stick so much to our bodies and to our souls. And so get in action. Jim, my therapist, he always says action trumps anxiety. So if you're struggling with anxiety, get in action. Go do something, work on a project, get your body in motion. I think another really important thing to do is to remember to breathe. And I know you're like, Danny, what are you talking about? I've been breathing since the day I was born. I get it. But I think getting really intentional with our breath, and this is where, oh my gosh, Christian meditation has been so, so powerful for me and learning the power of my breath and learning how my breath can literally calm me down. It can also amp me up too. But learning, you know, a simple breath is to take a deep breath in through your nose however long you want to, and then breathe out through your mouth and breathe out for a second longer that it took you to breathe in. Do that for a minute or two. And oh my gosh, that'll help settle 
you down a little bit too as well. So we're going to get in action. We're going to take control of our breath as best we can. And then I think it's good to start asking some questions like, what can I do right now to make things better? Is there anything I can do to help the situation? Now, if you're off the walls with anxiety and you're freaking out, that's not the time to probably make a phone call and try to fix the situation. I always tell people, man, unless the house is on fire, like take a walk, take a break. Like nothing is that urgent unless it really is urgent, right? And sometimes the best thing we can do to take control is, oh my gosh, I'm going to go make a healthy meal for myself. I'm going to go knock out that work project that's been hanging over me because that's lingering and adding anxiety to myself as well. So like, what do I control in this moment? And what can I do to make things better? It may have nothing to do with the trigger that happened, but it may be moving the needle a little bit in another part of your life. Because you guys, we all carry this tension from all the different parts of our lives. Like if you look at your life like a pie, right? And there's like eight slices. There's your business world, your family, your relationships, your church, your health, like all the things, right? Anytime you improve one slice of that pie, it helps our emotional life a little bit more. So if you're triggered, let's say something happened with one of your kids and you know, man, I should not call my son right now to process this. I need to like catch my bearings. Or maybe you're like, no, I need to call my son right now to process this. I would say unless it's urgent and the house is on fire, like pause. You don't want to set a firestorm off just because you were triggered by something that he did or she did, right? So go get in action in another part of your life. Maybe it is go exercise or maybe it is go make a great meal, or maybe it is knock out that business project that you can focus on and get your attention on so that your time can kind of settle you down so you can get back to a sane place to be able to engage with the thing that triggered you, to be able to help the situation. The worst thing we can do when we're triggered is go in that triggered state and go try and fix that situation. That is literally the worst thing that we could ever do. I was talking to some friends a couple weeks ago and they've got a hard thing going on. And I was like, man, seriously, the house is not on fire. You're going to need to take like three weeks to find your bearings. You guys, we got to remember life is the long game. We don't need to fix very many things today. We don't need to fix very many things in the next 24 hours, right? Life is the long game. And the older I get, the more I do this life transformation coaching, the more I realize, oh my gosh, I'm in it for the long game. My students, my clients, my friends, we're all in it for the long game, you guys. And so I know that when we're triggered, we want to like put the fire out right away. But sometimes that is not the time to put that fire out. Sometimes we have to focus our attention elsewhere so that we can come to a place of peace and serenity and sanity. And then we can actually hear what God wants us to do. It's really hard for his sweet whisper to get through when our sirens are blaring over triggers that happens. So I really want to encourage you guys to ask yourself, like, what do I control in the situation and what can I do to kind of help in another area of my life that won't be so triggering that can actually be a distraction to get me off of the trigger that just happened so that I can come back to that trigger in another moment and be able to help the situation, right? You guys, and I just want to reaffirm, like, I know so many of us struggle and we judge ourselves for being so affected by things. But you guys, again, I just want to acknowledge like our human experience literally is to be triggered. Like our human experience is very triggering. We have more information now than ever. We 
see what's going on not only next door and in our home and across the street, but literally across the world. And so there's just a lot of things to be triggered by. And so be patient with yourself when you are triggered and just know there's nothing wrong with you because you are triggered. In fact, I think when we're triggered, it means that we're sensitive beings and that we're actually awake and know what's going on in life. And you guys, being sensitive and aware of what's going on, it's a gift. It can feel like a curse at times because it's so hard to wrestle the bear inside. But this is why we get to steward ourselves. We get to learn how to take care of ourselves. Don't forget, Jesus gave you yourself first to steward. And as you learn to steward your soul and your heart and your mind and have compassion for yourself and understanding for yourself, you'll grow in compassion and understanding and care for others as well. It's just, it's how it works. So make sure we take care of ourselves in our triggers. And, you know, my group coaching program just kicked off the Feel Better journey. And every week we do special assignments. And last week, one of the assignments I gave, it was like an quote unquote extra homework and it was a fun one, but it was a special assignment and it was to do something special for yourself out of the ordinary. So I wanted to encourage you guys, my podcast family, this next week, in the next seven days, do something out of the ordinary for yourself, extra to nourish yourself and to nurture and take care of yourself. And maybe it's you haven't had a massage in a while. Schedule that massage. Maybe you haven't had time alone for a while. Man, schedule that time alone. Maybe you just need a trip to the beach or whatever it is that will nurture your soul. If you've been thinking about getting back into painting or exercising or gardening, like do it, like do something, go to the store and buy yourself the gardening gloves that will actually inspire you to get out into the garden, right? Like, I don't know, I'm not a gardener, but you know what I'm saying? Do something to fill your tank so that when you're triggered, you have a little bit more to draw from inside. You're a little bit more settled inside because you're growing this relationship with yourself where you prioritize yourself, you nurture yourself, you do things for yourself. You guys, in this world, the Bible says you will have troubles, but don't worry, Jesus wasn't overcome by the troubles. And so as he teaches us to nurture and to take care of ourselves, and some of us, we were never taught this. This wasn't something they taught us in high school. It sure as heck wasn't something that our parents' generation was taught, right? Like, I know a lot of us came from like bootstrap generations of like, pull up your bootstraps and and all of that. And that's why we're hardworking people. I think a lot of us are type A and we're very driven. And so, but with that comes a little bit of a perfectionist and a little bit of high expectations on ourselves. And so we tend to judge ourselves a little bit. And so let me just tell you, you're in good company. Like if that's you, I'm raising my hand. Okay. So this school of hard knocks has taught me that I've got to nurture my soul. Like I've got to find grace and compassion and take care of myself so that I can take care of those in my life that I want to. And trust me, I love to take care of people. But if it's coming from a dry well, man, I do it out of bitterness and resentment. And that's not good for anybody, right? So I just want to encourage you this week, do something special for yourselves. What is that? Like do something special that you would enjoy. And it might seem silly to you, but I'm telling you, it can really, really do a lot for our souls. And remember, my friend, this week when you're triggered, the first thought, let it be, the goal is not to not be triggered. The goal is, how am I going to nurture myself and take care of myself to get through this moment so that when I settle down from this trigger, I can make a wise decision with what to do in this situation. And remember, oh my gosh, when you're triggered, that's the last time to have the heated discussion. That's the last time on the planet to 
try to fix that situation. Like you need to settle your soul down and take a breath and take care of yourself. And remember, the story's not over yet. With that, I just wanted to tell you guys, I love you guys. I'm so grateful you're here. If you're triggered pretty often, welcome to the club. It's all good. You're not doing anything wrong. It just means that you're awake and that you're present and that you're leaning in and you're trying to be the best that you can possibly be. And man, oh man, can it be exhausting. So hang in there. All right. I love you guys. Let me say a quick prayer for you. Lord, thank you for my friend. Thank you for who you've made them to be. God, I thank you that the goal is not to not be triggered. I don't even know if that's good grammar, God, but I just, I feel in my soul, my friend needs to hear that, that the goal is not to not be triggered. They're not doing anything wrong because they are triggered. Father, but I thank you that you're with us in it. And so Lord, would you teach us all, would you teach my friend, Father, how to partner with you to nourish their soul, God, and would you take care of them as they journey through their triggers this week? Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. So grateful you're here. Again, jump in the show notes and sign up for my email list so you can receive my weekly emails. I'd love to be in touch with you that way. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.